I thought we could talk about start with uh, the the Mueller investigation <laughs> and how it's going. Yeah, I agree. That's a good idea. Yes, perfect. Uh, Ro- Roger Stone versus Manafort in a fight. Go. Roger Stone. Uh, you know his dad is Roger Boulder. <laughs> I thought his uh, I thought his father was Boulder Stone, actually. Boulder, you're right. I'm sorry. Last names don't work like that. Mm. <clears throat> if last names were ele- evolutionary like that, where your dad is something larger than you are, well, I guess my last name isn't anything, so I don't know. What? You know what I mean? So none of us have a last name that we can identify as an English word, right? Uh. No, you're right. Daniel, yeah. do you know what your last name means? Voigt? No. Does it I'm mean sure something? It was, I think it probably means Definitely something does. in German, I would imagine. Oh. Well, not the way it's spelled now. You also, uh, I've never seen anyone else who spells their last name Voigt in the same way that you do. Yeah. <clears throat> it's Who's the most famous Voigt? John Voigt? That's right. Yeah. And how does he spell his name? V-O-I-T. No. Right. V O I G H T. Yeah. Oh, really? And you just have a G. Did you say V O I T? I've never seen that before. That's the tra- that's a traditional German way. V O I T. V O I T. Voigt. Yeah. Mm. Like Hoyt is. Well, I guess Hoyt. So, I've seen so your Hoyt is. Your Hoyt ancestors a added G H and S. My my grandfather did to fight for America in World War II since he had a German last name. So they like butchered it and added the GH and the S and the S because it wasn't plural. I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think the S was on there before either. The S is like super American, I guess. It's like, I don't know. Well, maybe not. I don't know. It's like Jones, yeah. maybe Jones, um, Williams, Williams. Yeah. I mean, because <clears throat> the, the etymology of most last names, uh, I guess we should clap, huh? No, we should just keep going. I'll I'll figure this out. This is too interesting to break up. Um, I mean, at least European names. Do you know the origin of, of most last names, Daniel? Do you know what most last names mean? Uh, no. Surnames. And this goes for all of Europe. Almost any last name you can think of means son of my dad. Hmm. For example, some nations have really strict naming customs not strict but it's a tradition that everyone follows i guess that's strict Uh i mean um like there was a there was a ukrainian exchange student when we were in high school and his middle name is vitalievich and he said every single person born in ukraine their their middle name is something ivich and ivich means son of and the first part is just your dad's first name Oh, that's huh. really cool. So if your first name, dad's first name is Olaf, your middle name is Olafovich. Huh. Because, I mean, they you still get a first name. But <clears throat> honestly, yeah. that's so much better than the way we do it, where it, it's just like another name you get to give your child. You know what I mean? I mean, they're it completely arbitrary, at least in my experience. Well, I mean, yeah, think of how many names end with uh, the syllable son. Yeah. That's literally what Johnson means. <clears throat> Jameson. John's son. Yeah. William's son. Yeah. Ben's son. Jensen. Etc. Yeah. But I the only yeah, go ahead. Well I think well, I think the S is also very uh European as well, but not I've 
I don't think. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. It's not. It's not very German because when I think of German, I think of like Schweinsteiger. You know, like something. Gutenfrobin. Yeah, sure. the, like not a lot of S's. Like they end in R's and other consonants. It, it just well, in my mind. <laughs> so I feel like the S is also part of that. There's also uh, a thing where names that we've heard so often we don't necessarily associate with a foreign language, although they come from one for example uh we just mentioned his name robert mueller Mm -hmm. mueller is as german as can be yeah mueller is the most german name i've ever heard (laughs) but if you think about it like one of your friends is named tom mueller you're not thinking oh yeah mueller german last name i actually thought my my instinct was like irish or, or uk Either Welsh or Irish. You're, I mean, o, uh, you're absolutely o right. Flanagan. Yeah. O Mueller. <laughs> o Mueller. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I think about all the naming customs that you don't even think about because they're so esoteric. Like, I guess my biological father's side of the family, <clears throat> they didn't care what the names were as long as the last name was Aaliyah, and the three. Uh, uh, first letters, the three initials were R A A for all the all the men in their family. So it could huh. be Richard Anthony Aaliyah. It could be Roberto, uh, whatever Antonio name. Yeah. Antonio, yeah, exactly <laughs> Aaliyah or well, whatever. Well, where where does Aaliyah come from? What is it? I think it's actually English, which is super weird. But I, I guess not in colonial America times. It just kind it of spilled sound like over. An English name. I remember looking it up and it had one of those English emblems and like oh. a description underneath it on some website. But I don't know. Well, hmm. I mean, last names are weird. Someone had to think of them, right? Somebody came, came up with them and now we just have them and they're here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if originally they were also a lot of, uh, um, I guess, <laughs> whatever the social project was that handed out all the last names at first was not very imaginative. With last names like Baker and Butcher and yeah. Smith and yeah, sometimes it's like you live by the hill, your hill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, you, did you, I choose? <laughs> nope. You are hill now. Well, they, the village Tanner. They had to well, start my first somewhere. Name's hill. So <laughs> your hill, hill, Hillary Hill. <laughs> you are. You live by the hills, and, and you are a baker. Your name is Baker Hill. Yeah. Or even back, maybe back in the day they were like. Tell us the most interesting thing about yourself. We want to give you a great last name. Uh, well, I uh, I live by a hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just like them. I like hills a lot. <laughs> I can roll down them. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> the getting up part, not so easy, though. Be a good time to have like a really cool profession. And just be like, <laughs> I don't even know. You know how easily you could just create your own last name if you wanted to? I think most people see it as sort of like flying in the face of their family tradition Mm -hmm. if they change their last name. But you're absolutely able to legally and with very little effort. There's there's someone who comes in a bold and who changed her name to Enos, the other name Enos. It's spelled I-N-E-S. And she changed her last name to Capable. (laughs) So her name is literally inescapable <laughs> enos capable is her li- actual legal name 
I, and now all her kids are going to hear the last name is going to be capable if she has kids, I guess. Unless she marries or whatever. Well, they have no yeah. excuses then. Because <laughs> they should be capable, right? <laughs> well, their first name is Barely. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm not. Yeah, almost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Enos Capable. That sounds like uh, that sounds like the the name that you would want to have as like a race car driver. Like you're trying to yeah. you're trying to like pass them and get by them, but they they they're relentless and they just stay right on you. Well, I, um, I mean, as a race car driver, the name inescapable implies that you're in second place, though. <laughs> but you're but you're right there. But you're right there. First place. First place is just 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 it's the so next close. place away. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not winning, but I'm really close but I'm, to you. But I'm, yeah, but I'm giving you a run for your money. Second place makes a decent amount of money too, I think. Yeah, Inescapable's doing fine financially. Yeah, we're not, <laughs> not, not worried about that. He just he just actually hitched to the back of whatever cars in first. Yeah, that's <laughs> always ahead. Always ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, there, what would you comes... change your last name to if you had if you had the opportunity? Blank slate, new last name. Uh, you can even change your first name if you want. Uh, you know, there's a lot of pun opportunity with your first name being Dan. Yeah, but I, yeah, I don't know. I've never thought about it. I've never had the urge to change my name. So I was one of those things that I just accepted, and that's it. I don't know. Yeah, I've I've got no. I've got nothing no, nothing on that. <laughs> I never thought about that before. <laughs> I feel mm. like it would be it would be way off the deep end. It would just be like just like a, my last name would just be a dinosaur or something. Just like Dan Stegosaurus or something. Yeah, that sounds cool. <laughs> Dan Stegosaurus sounds like a like a punk band or something. <laughs> yeah. It does, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could like you could tour with Dinosaur Jr. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't about, know why this you is guys? the first thing that popped into my head. The Dan Man Can. There you go. Dan Man Can. <laughs> DMC. That's your that's your initials. Nice. Wait, but is there a V? You put a V in your first name? Yeah, I was thinking that way that people could pronounce it like The Dan or The Dan, but it's The Dan Man Can. <laughs> it's very Willy Wonka. I don't know. Yeah. You need to get along great with children. God. <laughs> top hat and a cane yeah all purple it's like a nice flowing uh what's the formal willy wonka not a it's like um with the tail coat like a, or whatever uh like a it's not a tuxedo tuxedo it's a, like the penguin got the penguin tuxedo it's a whatever. tail coat tail yeah. coat yeah. tails coat tail yeah. whatever tail coat tails or a zoot suit or something like that a zoot suit is something you don't hear very often Lee For, says that once a day as well. Suit suit and boulder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least once a day. I got to cram them in there. What a what a crazy, interesting social experiment that would be. Choose two pretty obscure phrases or words, and then you have to fit them into just conversation once a day. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, think about, um, you know, people do these word clouds. Have you ever seen those online? So like word mm-hmm. of a day, word of the day type stuff. So you're talking about. So, for example, somebody will will run some software and scan a subreddit for 
heavily used words. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And yeah. And they'll yeah, project yeah. it into a word cloud where the most the words that are used the most are the, biggest. Are the largest yeah. and all the and mm. with less frequency the words get smaller and smaller. A word cloud for your life. <laughs> Just a graphical representation of the words you say the most. Is it you what know, that, or what people with, say the most about you? No, I mean, let's say if it's for your life, it's the words you say the most. Well, and <clears throat> I hopefully it would be excluding. I feel like you exclude um, pronouns and and like words like the. And, yeah, and it's only stuff that's in Webster's dictionary, right? So, so like I mean, the F word. Yeah. Well, that would be that would be <laughs> way up there on mine for sure. So I'm just think, sure with, like, I swear way too much. With all the Big Brother esque data mining that you know Alexa and Google and your phone or whatever collects on you, I mean, just think about all the things that, all the ads that pop up based on conversations you have with people day to day. I bet they could do that right now. Be like, hey, Monday through Monday, one week, what is my what does my word cloud look like? And they could just pop it up. Boulder right. in all caps. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it, one it's word. Just Boulder. <laughs> <laughs> With a lot of smaller rock synonyms, stone, uh, pebble, pebble. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's really into nature. Uh, <clears throat> I'm a geologist. Mm. Mineral. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Marie. <laughs> They're minerals. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, man. Being a geologist. It's a pretty hard job, right? But I, but I bet it really rocks. <laughs> well, I was going to say... A lot of good puns there. It, it gets rocky sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it gets pretty rough. <laughs> you can make money for that, looking at rocks. We're not just looking at them, but like knowing a lot about but them. I feel like they've already... Learning, all of them have already been seen. About them. No. Not, not true. Yeah, no, Ooh. we've... We, there's like 8 billion people on this planet. Surely we've seen all the rocks. That no. We have... How many... No, no way, dude. Not what? even close. What? We're like, still, we'll start, we're learning stuff every day that we didn't know before as a species. You know, you could go, you could uh, ingest the entirety of human knowledge, download it into your brain with books or whatever you want to do. Spend 40 years doing that. Be like, okay, I learned everything. And in those 40 years, that amount, again, will have been discovered about the world and you'll have to learn it again. It's like the the YouTube uh, thing where it's like every two years the amount of content doubles, so just it's just exponentially growing and growing and growing the amount of information that's just like on one website. It's it's kind of overwhelming to think yeah. that where how can I, if I'm on the cutting edge of science, those motherfuckers must be reading twenty four seven, just like glued to updates. So they can stay on the cutting edge or else they'll go into work and they'll be like, John, you're not on the cutting edge today. <laughs> what? Six days behind. My dad is yeah. definitely behind. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I mean, that's why being a specialist must be so, so difficult to balance because, I mean, you have to be really, really, really into one thing. You know what I mean? Like being a PhD student for microbiology or molecular biology you have to be super into atoms yeah and amoebas and pathogens but even if you're not yeah you have to have spent a lot of time thinking about them yeah Mm -hmm. but i i I think it would be frustrating not to know 
that much about everything or maybe even humbling knowing that there's that much to know about each individual thing out there i mean it's wild i somebody described uh, a phd student once to me as if you were to look at the knowledge of humanity as a circle just a simple circle this is everything you can know and on each radial axis is a different subject matter where it extends to the the edge of the circle and that's as much as we know about that subject and it's infinitesimally narrow each radius going out and that's knowledge about electricity or knowledge about uh economics or knowledge about turtles or whatever (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) if you're a phd student you go from the center you you know whatever your shape is inside that knowledge circle you take one radius and you take it all the way to the edge you learn everything you can and then your research boop pokes that edge out yeah one teeny teensy little bit further so there's a little bump on your little knowledge thing and then the circle adjusts and everything and it's round you know what i mean yeah so you are ex- you are learning things no one ever learned before as a PhD student. But it's also just like, does this really matter? I feel like you in the end at the end of the day, it's like I just invested thirty years into learning about cats claws. Yeah, you know what I, you know what I they're like, Oh, you're a PhD, you must be fucking smart and you're like, Well actually I just discovered that turtles have eyelashes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just really yeah. into turtles. <laughs> just pushing the little bump right out right on the little circle right over turtles just boop john like yeah. what who's the name you use craig craig comes in he's like craig you're not on the cutting edge of turtles anymore they just bump, they just bump the circle you're fired i knew that a, that a turtle fetish would get us more information on turtles <laughs> but i mean i'm serious if you ask if you ask someone with a phd to describe your their thesis to you it'll probably be something incomprehensible because yeah. you have to have such technical knowledge. But it's, it's you. I mean, I <clears throat> would guess it's something completely in, in, inconsequential to you, to me, if somebody's describing their PhD dissertation to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would think. It just, it, that sounds absolutely it's tiny, small, but it's something new, which is not mm. small because I've never discovered anything that no one ever has known. Except for, you know, turtles having eyelashes. Personally, (laughs) speed runs on Isaac by the Binding of Isaac. Um, Yeah, it's like uh, I guess it all depends on the applicability of the thing that they discover, right? So, you know, if you if you discover the thing that triggers antibiotics, like that might seem like a really esoteric thing, but like it saved hundreds of billions of people's lives over the past 50 years or whatever yeah if you get a good right one. yeah exactly but i imagine big stuff like that's probably firmly a team effort I don't yeah know. yeah or like one person <clears throat> makes a discovery and then somebody else takes that and makes another discovery with that discovery it's kind of how the evolution of science of any kind works right people picking piggybacking saying oh that he discovered this well let me look at it oh i discovered this new thing and it goes off in a million directions. And then somebody gets to one where it's like, ooh, cure for cancer. Mm-hmm. And that guy is is world famous for the rest of his life and on and afterward. <laughs> Did you see that, that random headline the other day where it was like they they 
uh, eradicated the AIDS virus in someone's body. Mm-hmm. Kind of wild. Hmm. Imagine being that that person that you know held up their side of the uh, research bargain. No, that's in, that's amazing. Yeah, but I hope it's not like what just happened to us with right. where we were. It just suddenly worked. You know what I mean? Yeah, the unknown yeah. variable. They were just yeah. throwing shit at this AIDS patient, and then it suddenly they don't have AIDS, and they're like, "Wait, which one? <laughs> <laughs> Do y'all remember what we did? Which combination <laughs> of the 150 drugs we just pumped you with was the thing? We yeah. cured it. Woo! <laughs> we don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> I actually yeah. uh, just listened to a podcast about um, uh, Henry Heimlich. I think his first name's Henry. Is it Henry? I don't know. I think it's Henry Heimlich. I think the guy from the yeah, I think yeah, his yeah, first yeah. name is Dan Dan Man. <laughs> the Dan the yeah. Dan Man Heimlich. But uh it was it was interesting cuz I had no this idea. This is a Radio Lab episode, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you listen to that yeah. one as well? Oh, like 2 years ago, but yes. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Heimlich, German last name. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at, and then if he wanted to Americanize it, it's Heimlich's. <laughs> <laughs> Heimlich's son. Heimlich's son. Um <laughs> But, Who's uh, this Heim? Why is he licking my son? Yeah, but it was like uh, about his whole discovery of of how that like how many people were dying from choking on stuff, and then he was like testing on dogs, and then eventually he like figured out that you had enough air trapped in your lungs, and if you compressed it the right way, then it just projected whatever was stuck in your throat out. And there's some pretty crazy stories. Like it was wild times before the Heimlich maneuver because people were <laughs> trying to give each other tracheotomies and put like stuff yeah, down each other's throats in restaurants yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just go to lunch and then that could be your last lunch ever it's crazy at denny's in 1911 <laughs> yeah yeah he was vilified by the end of his life because like he he was pushing basically pseudoscience right against like other people who were coming through and saying hey maybe the Heimlich maneuver is not such a good thing people break ribs people do other internal damage mm-hmm. and doesn't seem to have that high of a success rate well they like <clears throat> they quit calling it the Heimlich maneuver and it was rebranded because there's also another way where you can pat somebody on the back aggressively and that helps too basically just any way to mm-hmm. to compress the air um and I get the get the d- dust devil to the mouth <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, that's why they always have them they just have them like there on the restaurant right next to the defibrillator you just grab the dust devil if (laughs) someone starts choking but imagine that going out to eat here i am enjoying in my dinner oop big bite oop it's stuck oop i'm dead (laughs) yeah before the highland maneuver yeah hey this guy's choking what do we do and everyone's just like good luck sir (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The, well, that was like the there was like the one the the example of this doctor that performed a tracheotomy on his wife to try and get the the piece out basically, and she didn't survive. <laughs> she still died. Yeah. You're talking about it's an like, on the fly tracheotomy? Yeah, at the restaurant with a steak knife or something. I think the story goes sounds gruesome. I th- <laughs> yeah, I think that that is is pushing it, calling it a tracheotomy. I mean, you're just stabbing somebody just, in their windpipe. Yeah, most people just, just refer to it as a murder. I think. Just, slicing someone's throat up in, in a you know in a surgical uh um, <clears throat> measured way but well i mean like imagine like it's it's further down your windpipe and you you got the tracheotomy too high and it's still lodged in there uh, they still can't breathe uh, God. You just bring a pipe cleaner and just 
<laughs> just like a plunger to the mouth. Just stick it on down in there. You're just going to have a little little chewed up mashed potatoes in your lungs forever. No big deal. <laughs> she cost. Uh, uh, God. Yeah, pretty brutal. Good times. That was, uh, that must have been fun times back in the day. I mean, that, that was an example of uh, your body not doing its job because there's a little flap that's supposed to cover your windpipe when you're swallowing called the epiglottis. And it covers your windpipe when you're ingesting things, which is why sometimes if you drink water too fast, mm-hmm. you know, and you start coughing, it's because it didn't quite go quick you enough. Can, you can jump the gap. Yeah, you got water <laughs> in your windpipe, which is bad. But if you get, <coughs> you know, baked potato in your windpipe <laughs> or a little chunk of steak yeah what, what the fuck body <laughs> are you serious just like anything else the epiglottis was just looking at its phone yeah you have one <laughs> job like, oh shit <laughs> <laughs> oh that jolly rancher got through <laughs> brain we got a problem <laughs> epiglottis Some walks bo- up to the brain sheepishly like um <laughs> Uh, I know the, I'm just an intern. Don't get mad at me. A thousand alarms are going off in the lungs. <laughs> I may have let that guy in. God, lungs are just like, what the fuck, epiglottis? The epiglottis is the TSA of the body. I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> had to leave his station. Uh-uh. Oh, man. That's why you can't breathe and eat at the same time. Try it. Uh, challenge accepted. It hurts. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, <laughs> is that why you can't cry and drink water at the same time? Is it the epiglottis's fault? I think you can do that. What? You, I've always heard that you couldn't. Dude, you I can know, totally never cry and cried. drink water. When, uh, when I used to be a camp counselor a long time ago and kids were crying, I would give them a glass of water and they couldn't cry. They just stopped. That's smart. <laughs> That's really smart. I mean, I just, I just trick I, them into stop crying. Yeah, I just after you beat them, you just give them a glass of when water. When were you a no camp counselor? Knows. Oh, <laughs> from age like I don't know, twelve to fourteen. It was during the, the summers. It was camp Heimlich. <laughs> it was camp camp Heimlich. Heimlich's son. We have camp a dust Heimlich's devil son. in every room, just in case. Yeah, that was before we knew about the dust devil. Hmm. It was yeah, it was still the Heimlich maneuver. God. Man, that would have been pretty great to be like, if you could time travel back to that time and just like all these people are choking in restaurants and then somebody has like a whisk or something. They're like, I'm just going to stick it in there. And people are just uh, trying, people are just trying to experiment with all these radical It's the tools. wild, wild west of uh, anti-choke of technology. Throat clearing technology, yeah. Yeah. That doesn't sound great or hilarious. That just sounds gruesome. Yeah. Kind of sad. Dark humor, dude. I think I wouldn't want to be there for that. I don't know. <laughs> Okay. Hey guys, if we could take a time machine anywhere, let's go to a 1920s diner where someone's choking to death. That sounds great, right? <laughs> what a vacation! Okay, maybe not the most popular one. I can see that, but I'm wait, packing wait, wait. a I'm packing a dust devil and knowledge of the Heimlich too. So we're saving lives. That's that's the yeah. kind of trip you want to be on. What if you can take a vacation and save a life? That is the gift that keeps on giving. Is their life no, continuing? Dan, yeah, if you have a time machine. And no one else knows about it. What's the number one thing you do with the time machine instantly, right away? The first thing you do, obviously, it's this. 
sell it <laughs> for a lot of money. That's the that's the dumbest answer I've ever heard in my life. You, no, you travel I, back to, can, can I'm I kidding. Go? I'm kidding. I go back to the dinosaurs. Dan Stegosaurus goes back to see a Stegosaurus in real time. Real life. You're not thinking straight here. This is 2013. <laughs> and you spend $5,000 on Bitcoin. And then you travel to 2008 or 17 and sell it. 2018, right? Congratulations. You're a trillionaire. Oh, it was 17. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, we did it. We rule the world now. I could be. You a- could go back before that, though. You could go back to two thousand nine, and buy five thousand worth at like a quarter a piece, yeah, or even less. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, th- this argument's made online all the time. People are like, "But if there was that level of stimulation that early on, it would like affect the way that the coin grew." And I'm thinking, I think I'll take the risk. Yeah. <laughs> all right, maybe just yeah. one thousand bull. Yeah. Maybe maybe not a trillionaire. Maybe just two hundred billion. That'll do. <laughs> hey Elon, still still at the same party. Yeah. Mm. I would think uh, right before I did that, I would go back to my own birth. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a ticket for that time traveling <laughs> ride too? <laughs> you just what are you where are you gonna be? You're just there behind your your dad's like holding your mom's hand and you're just right there behind him like No, I don't wanna be in the room when it's happening. I wanna like cover everybody yeah. after and then I'll I'll just wanna show up and just be like, damn, that's me like in the first moments of life. Can you imagine the the disappointment on your parents' faces? When you're when like, they, when I walk when in. you walk in and they're like, who are you? And you're like, I'm your son. 27 years from now. And they're like, uh, <laughs> what do you the do for a living? the reaction they're going to have. <laughs> are think... you successful? Uh, I, I do a podcast. <laughs> they're like, what's that? It's 1991. <laughs> podcast uh well there's this thing i mean you're probably familiar with the internet by now right are you familiar with Uh, mobile mobile phones (sighs) no digital recording equipment no it's not you mean those things in the movie heat (laughs) are you talking about hackers with angelina jolie is it that kind of thing hackers never seen that one daniel no uh, I don't think so. It's a good one. It's worth a watch. Uh, Hack the planet. Is it on Netflix or something? I can watch it. Mm, doubt it. Probably on Hulu you or something. You can rent it on Amazon. <laughs> Hackers. Hackers. It's probably hilarious to watch now. It's 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 honestly pretty entertaining. Is it okay? It's been at least five years since I've seen it. Hmm. It's a terrible. Movie. <laughs> All the-